Hey, 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 you're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart, and I have conversations with successful underdogs. And today I have Mr. Chris Fontaine. Is that how you say it? Fontana. Fontana. I'm sorry, I messed it. I don't know. I was thinking Fontana. Um, what's the, it's a show with Rick? Oh, Ricky Fontaine. Sorry, yeah, yeah. but he's the founder of Go <laughs> Go Primal lifestyle fitness brand how are you doing today sir i'm good how are you i'm good i'm good um before we get into our conversation a sponsor is brought to you by my brand uh christian dewan you get 15 percent off if you use the uh promo code underdog talk and underdog is on here if you're listening um it's u-n-d-e-r-d-a-w-g talk um and you get 15 percent off we got hoodies t-shirts sweatshirts Definitely going to have a Black Friday sale coming up because Black Friday is coming up. So we'll probably have that out a little early. But like I said, Christian Dewan and Dewan is spelled D-E-J-U-A-N. So we have, I, I'm going to just say Chris. I was about to say Mr. Chris, like I'm at school. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a teacher. So I'm used to calling everybody by Mr. or whatever. So we yeah. got Chris and he has a lifestyle and fitness brand. He's about mindset and mental health. Where were you? What Chris were? What was Chris before this happened? Um, whew. let's see. I mean, before I, I didn't really start my brand until COVID hit. Um, so I mean, I would say that was when 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 COVID hit is when I finally kind of came out of everything. Um, so going back before that, I mean, I'm 43 now, so I would say at 30 years old, I was at my complete worst. Um, I was having severe panic attacks on a daily basis, which, you know, if anyone's had a panic attack, they, you know, feels like you're dying, you know? So pretty much I went through about 10, 10 plus years of that. Um, cause for a long time, I didn't know what, what it was. I had no idea it was anxiety. I figured I was going to die young. Something was wrong with me. You know, my father passed away at an early age. So I figured, all right, so am I. And I kind of just settled for it. Um, you know, just, was at my complete worst as far as physical health. Uh, I was 300 pounds, you know, just depressed, hated myself and, you know, was an alcoholic. And, uh, you know, I finally had, I had my breaking point when, you know, they say you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, you know, I just couldn't, couldn't live with that, that anxiety every day, the panic attacks, feeling like I, I was dying. Um, the mental warfare that went in, inside my head every day on a daily basis was, I don't wish upon my worst enemy. Um, you know, I always say th- those are my, the darkest days of my life, but I look back now and those were the absolutely best days of my life because they made me so mentally strong to overcome that. Um, uh, it was just, you know, like I said, man, I look back and, and never want to you know, feel like that again, but I'm glad I did, you know, and, uh, you know, that, I would say that was the hardest thing for me to ever get over. And I, I always am careful when I say that because I know how hard addiction is for a lot of people. Um, but getting over the anxiety and that the uh, the mental warfare inside my head and the depression and the self-loathing um, was definitely harder for me to, to, uh, um, to get sober, which came kind of later on in life. Um, so maybe it was just the way that it, that it happened. You know, I, that was just. I, I was able to overcome that first. So maybe that the training of the mind, it, it made beating addiction a little bit easier. Um, so, but to get over the anxiety, it was, you know, 
finally had to show vulnerability and, and get help because I, I couldn't do it on my own. And, you know, I had no confidence at all. I hadn't, you know, no one had any idea what I was going through. You know, I, I was trying to be this big, tough guy on the outside, but inside I was screaming for help every day. And it was just one of the hardest things I ever had to go through. And finally, you know, once I realized, you know, I, I went through doctors and, and heart specialists and when they kind of said there's really nothing wrong with you other than high blood pressure, um, you know, I think it's anxiety. And I was like, anxiety, how does anxiety actually cause physical problems? I mean, I was having physical symptoms of people who have heart attacks. My arm would go numb. My heart would be almost beating out of my chest sometimes. Sometimes it'd be so slow where I, I couldn't even feel it. I, I thought it stopped. I would have these horrible palpitations where it would like wake me up out of a sleep where I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying. That's it. Um, you know, so I went through years of that. And finally, when when the doctor said anxiety and I started to, to go to a therapist, um, slowly it started to to get better. And and like I said, 300 pounds at my absolute worst. And, and, I, was, I, and I was an athlete growing up and everything. So this was hard for, to, to be 300 pounds. And, you know, I remember days looking inside the mirror and, and just saying like, man, I hate you. I hate you. And really like the weirdest feeling was like, I was outside of my body actually looking at myself as someone else and having hatred for that person that I'm looking at, man. And that was probably the most powerful why like to be like, All right, I need to get going, man. I can't, I can't hate myself anymore. And, you know, I was listening to to your your podcast. I believe it was the first one with um, with your ex wife, and and she was talking about how she overcame her, you know her weight loss. And, and um, I don't know if she was um, uh, addicted to alcohol or anything, but she did say she stopped it. And um, when she was talking about how it was mindset, nutrition, and then fitness, and I was like, man, that is exactly how I do my mindset coaching. And I tell my clients, man, I focus on mindset, and then the nutrition, and then you know, fitness is is number three. Um, so yeah, that kind of like when I listened to your podcast, it really brought me back to like when the I call it the primal mindset started, and and I didn't even know it started. This was back when I was thirty years old, and I just kind of I had one severe attack at the gym because. You know, at this point, I'm like, I got to get back to the gym. I, I got to get back in shape. I got to start loving myself again. And I had this severe panic attack. You know, I was like five minutes on the treadmill. I, I literally thought I was going to die. I hit the button, quit, walked out of the gym, was crying the way, whole, whole way home, driving, got home. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Man. I don't know how I'm going to get better. I don't know how I'm going to beat this. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. And I was like, you know what? I don't know. Something in my mind just kind of clicked and. I said, I ran five minutes today, dude. I'm running six minutes tomorrow. And that was just my mentality from that day forward. And I call it that primal mindset. Man, there, there was nothing that was going to stop me. I was just going to keep going no matter what. I developed a short memory. So whatever happened the day before, it didn't matter to me. Whether it was good or bad, I woke up and I, and I have this mantra that I still to this day use. And I started saying it to myself every day where I said, I wake up today, I go today. You know, and that's it. And I got to this day, I still use it. It's all about today. And, you know, slowly I started to get a little bit better, a little bit stronger, a little bit, you know, um, slimmer and, and was able to run a little bit more. And, you know, is that's when actually a, a trainer introduced this uh, nutrition program to me. And that was when I first realized how much nutrition has to play into it. Um, 
and and I followed it to a T. And I mean, within two months, I, I shed like 60 pounds. It just melted off. You know, it was, it was incredible. Um, you know, I definitely don't recommend that to anyone. But, uh, you know, it was just something my my why was just so powerful at that time that it got me out of bed every day because motivation is really, you know, it's not going to be there all the time. But you can stay consistent. That you can do. That's that's in your hands. And like I said, my why was so powerful where I just didn't want to hate myself anymore. That was getting me up out of bed every day. And I'm like, man, I wake up today, I go today. And I just kept going. And then I kind of learned how to how to trust my instincts. And and there's a reason why it's my my main tagline, um, as you can see, is because we are born with that that instinct to keep going, to persevere, to adapt. You know, quitting is, is something that's learned. You know, we don't learn, you know, that's we don't learn to keep going. No, we learn to quit. So when you trust your instincts, man, you just got to know, man, I just got to keep going. I will persevere. I will get better. I will get stronger. I will get faster. And that was just my mentality. And I just kept going. And, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get sober until, you know, about eight years later when I was 38. And that's when everything kind of came together. That's when I, I shed like the last 20 to 30 pounds, whatever it was. And, you know, overall, like down 100 pounds since at my worst. And at 43 now, I'm able to keep it off. And um you know that was when that that confidence you know which i i got a little bit of it when i was over able to overcome the uh anxiety and the depression and, and the weight loss and you know I, I got a lot of confidence off that and but it was very inconsistent because of the alcohol the alcohol was keeping me down you know and, and when i say i you know drinking man i would i would black out every time i mean i can I, that's a whole another podcast to go into, yeah. into, uh, into that. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I was able to get sober at 38. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a coincidence that about, you know, six months later or so, I found out my wife w- was pregnant with our first child. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now I, and he's about to turn four. The, I have a, 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 another one that turned one. So I, you know, it's, it's amazing to me how everything kind of came together and COVID hit. And that's when I was like, man, I need to do something with all this that I came over, all this mindset, to, that confidence I gained. Like, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to even begin. I'm not a social media or I wasn't a social media guy. I didn't really like talking. I don't like attention on me, whether it's good or bad. And, you know, COVID hit, I was home I, and my first son was Zach just turned one and you know I was working a lot so I didn't even I mean I would go two three days sometimes without seeing him just because the way the scheduling was man so I was home and man it was a blessing to me because I got to hang out with him every day I would go for walks with him and we really like that's when like he really became attached to me you know in a good way at at that time and you know I was like you know what I'm just gonna put my my story out there on social media and I did and like People who I've known for years were like, man, I can't believe you were going through all that, man. I, that's crazy. And, and, and you know, other people I didn't even know started reaching out and be like, how'd you do it? How'd you stop this? How'd you overcome that? How'd that happen? You know, and I was like, man, I I, I, I got to help people, man. I got to get my, my, more of my story out there. And someone, uh, 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 a marketing uh, guy saw me on LinkedIn, saw my story and to this day, he's he's my marketing manager, and he kind of reached out to me. He's like, "Man, you got a great story, you know. What, what's what? What are you? Where are you going from here? What are you doing with this?" And I'm like, 
I have no idea. I, I'm not a marketing guy. I have no clue what, what, what to do with it. And he kind of gave me this whole questionnaire about, you know, filling out everything and kind of how, according to like my personality and what I came over and all this, because he's like, there's a science to it, which I have no idea. Like, my guy, man, whatever. And we kind of came up with, with the name Go Primal. We, we came up with the uh, the logo. And uh, I was like, yeah, I, I like it, man. Let's go with it. And it really started out as apparel because that's what I thought it was going to be. And like, I have the hoodie on now. I have T-shirts. And I'm thinking, oh, man, this is going to be great. It's going to fly off the shelf. People are going to love it. I'm going to make, you know, man, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. No yeah. one no, no one has any idea what Go Primal is, what it stands for, you know, so I kind of, after a little while and, and talking to some other people, they're like, man, you know, Go Primal is is you. You're the brand, dude. It's your lifestyle, man. Put your story out there more. Reach out to people. You know, build a community. And that's what I started doing. And I kind of was thinking, like, what's a good way to do that? And I started a podcast, you know, I call it the Primal Mindset. And, you know, I had other, you know, people still reaching out to me saying, like, how do you still stay cons so consistent? You know, how do you do this? And I kind of made another pivot into, you know, the mindset coaching, which I called the uh, primal mindset, the uh, uh, partnership, you know, because I'm I'm there with you, man. I'm going to be working with you. It's an eight week program, but I'm there with you, you know, side by side because I've been through this, you know, and like I said, we focus on mindset, nutrition, fitness. Let's go be the best for the people that need you most. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where I'm at now with with my brand, the three aspects, the apparel, the podcast and, and the mindset coaching. I love it, man. I, I, I love your story. Um, I resonated to a lot of different um, things that you, like you said, um, <clears throat> I've had a panic attack, anxiety that came out of nowhere, like mm. maybe like five or six years ago. And I'm like, what the heck is this? What is going <laughs> on? Like, and when I went to counseling, that's how I realized what was going on. But uh, to one of the things you said earlier, you were like, your dad died at a certain age. And my dad died um, when I was like, when he was 27, I was three, three or four. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I got to close to that age, I'm like, oh, I, I was scared. I didn't yeah, tell yeah. him, I'm like, I don't really want to hit this age because pops didn't make it. So it might be the same. And that's when I had my son is when mm -hmm. I turned that age. So it was like, okay, so I got the same feeling that you had with, with your son. Like when my son was born, like he was attached to me because I was a stay-at-home dad at first. Mm -hmm. So I was with him all the time during the day. And then like even now, like anything I want to do, he wants to do. Like, so it's it's a dope relationship because I didn't have that. But I love um, what you said, mindset. Everything you mm -hmm. said, like through your story, through your struggle, it was a mindset thing. You had to overcome that mindset. And a lot of us, we go through those moments and it's a mindset thing, but we don't realize, like you said, you, when you overcome something like early in life, you can overcome anything. Mm -hmm. Just like with me, I overcame my disability as a kid. So now like nothing's really hard. Like yeah. when I really look at it, nothing's harder than the surgeries, all the stuff that I had to deal with as a kid. And like you said, those were the most beautiful moments. Cause if I didn't go play basketball, if I didn't stand up to the bullies, I wouldn't have a story. I wouldn't be able to share. I wouldn't be the person I am. So it's like some of those moments were ugly as a kid or ugly, you know, back in the day. But now it's like those moments are why I'm here, why I'm able to share with people. And that's what I want the listeners to understand. Like what you think is ugly is really beautiful because it's going to turn you into a better person. It's going to help your character. It's going to help your mindset. 
because we all go through stuff. Like you said, you're 43, I'm 36. We were going through stuff when we were in our 30s, when we were in our 20s. We're still going to go through stuff when we get to our 50s, but it's about the mindset. It's just yep. like uh, you can hang out with certain people, your friends. Like you probably had people you drunk with or whatever. Or you hang out or you go party. Then it comes to a point in life, you're like, I don't really want to do that. That really doesn't help me do what I want to do. And then you kind of get away from those people because your mindset different. Or it could be where your friends go out. Oh, they got robbed or got shot because they wanted to go party. And that's what's been going on. You're like, no, I don't want to do that. And you hear about it. It's like, uh, I'm glad I didn't go because, you know, your mindset's different. And when your mindset different, you hang out with different people. I'm sure you have different friends from when you were in your 30s, when you were drinking, when you were overweight than you do now. Because when your mindset changes, you get around those people that think like you. When you want to be a winner, even though you might not have won anything necessarily, but you want to be a winner, you're going to get around winners. Yeah. You're going to keep staying around the people that, oh, okay, we just made the playoffs. No, I want to win the championship. Fuck the playoffs. I want to win. That's like KD. Like people go, oh, what this and that. It's so funny hearing people talk about people in sports. But when you do that in real life, if you're at a job and the only thing you could be is a manager at this job, but you go over to this other job and it's similar to the job you got, but you can end up being the CEO. What what job you gonna go to? Yeah, that's where you're going. <laughs> it's simple. Like him. Okay, yeah. I'm on the Thunder. Okay, we're making the playoffs. We're right there. But the Warriors, they win it. Let me go over here. It's simple. Like you want to win in life, no matter who you are, where you're at. You don't want to be losing, and it all comes to mindset. And I love that you 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 realize. Oh, the brand is me. It's not the name. You're you represent the name, just like underdog talk. I've been the underdog and saying that for years. And then I realized, let me do the underdog talk podcast. Now I'm going to be, I'm the underdog. When you look up underdog, you're going to see me because that's who I am. That's the brand that I am. That's I want to help people that have underdog mindset, be successful underdogs. That's the same thing with what you're doing. And I love how uh, it took a stranger off of LinkedIn to help you. It didn't take a homie. It didn't take, you know, somebody you work with or whatever. It took a stranger. And people don't realize strangers help you better than your friends and family. Yeah. I mean, I think that's same thing with, uh, you know, when you go talk to a therapist, you know, you you talk to someone, you have no idea who who it is. And and you're able to be vulnerable and be like, man, this is how it is. And they have a different insight. They, They don't they don't have that attachment to you where they're going to tell you how it is or beg, listen, you need to do this or what you're doing is not working. I don't care what it is. You know, it's, you know, you got to change it up. And, you know, it's funny, funny you say that because another, uh, you know, person on, on LinkedIn saw my story and he, um, he started this uh, men's network NGBN and, and I'm a part of it now. And, and it's, exactly what you were talking about, how you want to surround yourself with that, you know, people who are like you or, you know, that you want to be like. And, um, you know, another, another stranger, he saw me on LinkedIn said, Hey, I'm starting this men's network, you know, and let's get your podcast on there. It's all about men's mental health and, you know, men in their midlife in the forties, fifties and sixties, because, and, and I was unaware of this until he told me that that has like the highest suicide rate is men in that, in that, uh, age group. So he, Right now, he's in, in trying to become the oldest man to play NCAA Division One football, and he's 57, and he's going in a, as a long snapper, and he's doing it, you know, to raise all this awareness for men's mental health. Like I said, we, you know, we, 
um, are a part of this men's network and uh, it's starting from the ground up and, you know, we're going to have our first men's virtual conference coming up in, in January where, where people can kind of come on and see the, the NGBN, the content creators. And, and we're going to have, you know, talk about, you know, various um, issues, you know, with men like confidence or, you know, fitness or, you know, whatever it is, because there's just so many problems that men have that they don't think they can talk about. And especially in that age group, some of them are divorced. So they got to, you know, see what the dating game is like. They have no idea what the dating game is like nowadays. And um, they get depressed, they get lonely, they fall into addiction, they, you know, whatever it is, they get overweight, you know, they, they think they can't lose weight, they can't, you know, everything's going downhill now. And they just, that depression hits them. And, you know, they either, you know, there's really not too many outcomes that, that are going to be good. It's either, you know, they're going to unfortunately take their own lives or, you know, like we're kind of seeing in the news, man, you see all these bad things happening where, you know, people just do these horrible things. And, you know, it, it's, it starts yeah. with, you know, loving yourself and, and being able to kind of talk and show vulnerability. And that's what we, we kind of at the NGBN, we want to show that camaraderie and show people, hey, you're not alone, man. Look, you know, we have plenty of people that went through it and, you know, we all have our, our little brands within the NGBN, but, you know, it's all the same thing. We're trying to bring awareness to to people and show them that, you know, it's mindset. You know, you can be confident. You can, you know, you can be confident and, and you can show weakness at the same time. You know, like it, it, it it's not like you got to be tough all the time. And, you know, it took me a while to, to kind of figure that out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's just crazy how. not a lot of men think that they can they can talk and and it's good to have you know shows like yours like like the underdog talk because man let's be honest there's probably a lot of people that feel like they're underdogs like they never never have they can't win or they don't have the opportunity to win and it just puts them in a downward spiral and uh, i'm glad that uh you know people like like me and you and the ngbn that um community can can help people yeah uh so that's kind of how I started, like online community. Um, and then I got in this group. It was a men's group. It's called G-Men. Okay. And it's men all over. And we would have those talks. You learn how to be a man, not, not oh, I go to work, I pay the bills, like yeah. to be vulnerable, transparent. Like you got real life problems or real life addictions that you might not tell somebody. Like it's like barbershop talk, but at the barbershop, you're not going to tell all your business here. You can right. tell your business because it's another dude exactly like you dealing with it. So now you're able to work together. And like you said, it's it's about um, understanding that it's OK to talk. It's OK to cry. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize like I was always oh, I was tough. And then I became a dad and I cry like yeah. not like, <laughs> but it's like no. I see my son doing something and I'm there and I'm like, I didn't have nobody in the crowd for me. So yeah, yeah. I get yeah. emotional or he does something. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm proud of him. Cause he, I, I remember when he couldn't do that or whatever. And it's like, I'm cool with that. Like, yeah. I don't care how you feel. That's my son. Like, that's like, if somebody was, Oh, you soft. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Right. Fuck yeah. I don't care. I'm soft. Then, you know, I'm the yeah. same way, man. I crush my kid. He, you know, he had some, he's three, you know, he had T-ball, man. I was, I was tearing up every time. You know, and like you, like you just said, man, I remember the days when, you know, my dad would watch me play in Little League, you know, and I was 13 when he passed away. So, you know, I was a little bit older than you, but I still feel like I, I missed out on a lot of, a lot of shit growing up with him. Yeah. Um, you know, God willing, I'll, I'll get to do that with my kids, you know, and, you know, like you said, the first, like when he first took a piss in the, in the toilet, man, I was 
crying yeah. like you know i'm yeah, like oh yeah, he yeah, did it he did it you know it's like my, my son's in third grade now he's in the girls and it's oh, like hold oh, on oh. wait a minute dude what's <laughs> going on here like he 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 has uh like he has a girlfriend yeah yeah but he has his group chat where he's on with his girlfriend and a bunch of girls. And I'm like, hold on, man, you in third grade, man. What's going on? Like, let me check this phone. Like, let me see what's going on. Like, he's they're just having, you know, it ain't nothing major. But it's just like you still have to check. And it's like, man, yeah. you too, it's too early. But I remember, like, I was kind of liking girls in fourth, fifth grade. But it's yeah. Like, and when you look back, it's like now I can prepare him better than what I was prepared because I didn't have that what you do with girls, how to mm-hmm. put on cologne and all that cool stuff. Like I had a dad around, but he was always at work. So he wasn't, he didn't teach me. And now it's like, as I got older, I understand the little stuff that you have to teach your child, like not just going to work, but Hey, come talk to me. Like, how you mm-hmm. doing today? Are you really okay? Like, why did you do that? Or whatever the case may be, rather than giving him a whooping. I don't whoop my son too often i talk to him what's going on man because yeah. kids have bad days just like we have bad days they do or maybe you know they just have one of them days i don't feel like doing nothing hey i feel you because there's some days i'm like fuck it I don't, i'm not doing nothing today i'm just chilling because you have to take mental breaks and yeah. we don't realize that as adults that kids need that just as well as we do so being a teacher i understand that now but everything like you said is about it's about mindset, but it's about the social and emotional learning. Like you got to be able to get it off your chest and not in a physical way, like right. get it off your chest before you go and want to fight somebody. Or if you're, Oh, you want to go cheat or whatever, like go talk to somebody. Cause I cheated. I didn't go talk to anybody before I did. Like I should have went and talked to like, Hey man, this is really how I'm feeling. And when you're a man, sometimes you don't open up, you know, you ain't like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. You're like, yeah, man, I cheated. You'll talk afterwards. But maybe if you had a conversation with somebody before and you were vulnerable and you're transparent, hey, man, sit down. Don't go do that. Right. And that's that's what community is. That's what's getting around the right um, men is about. Because in life, like you said, it's like, oh, when you get in your 30s, oh, I'm old. Oh, my knees. <laughs> no, you're not. It's just because you're out of shape. It's just because you yeah, don't yeah. realize yeah. when you were in your 20s, you're supposed to work for your 30s. When you're in your 30s, going for the 40s. And you don't realize that. And I did. I'm like, okay, I see some 45-year-old dudes out here running. Like, my dad's in his 60s, and he can run a marathon. Like, a yeah. marathon. And I'm like, okay, I'm 30, and I can't run a mile. I'm 36. Yeah. I can't run a mile. <laughs> Something is wrong. So, yeah, yeah I, need to, I need to get it together. And I love that that you have a community. Like you said, it's different people that do all kinds of stuff. Everybody do something different, but we all go through the same stuff. Yeah. It don't matter how much money you got. It don't matter where you live. It don't matter whatever. Everybody go through problems. And when you get around people that want to help you with those problems, that's when you become a better person. Right. It's not when you go sit around and talk to your friend. Oh, yeah, I agree. No, sometimes you need somebody to say, sit your stupid stuff down yeah. and get your shit together rather than, oh, yeah, I agree with you. That's right. No, it's not about that. It's like you said, our conversation. We met through LinkedIn. We having a conversation like I would with one of the bros or maybe at the barbershop or somebody I run into because we both have the same mindset. We want to win and you have to get around all different kinds of people to win. You can't get around people that think like you or people that look like you. You got to get around different because it's just like with your brand. You were saying earlier, oh, I got this brand. I know it's about to rock. Nah, because yeah. you think, oh, yeah, oh, my bros going by. 
yeah. anybody you, you don't like it you don't want yeah. but then you you'll get on instagram or linkedin or whatever and they're like oh yeah i love it you'd be like oh dang and you realize strangers uh, get you further than sometimes your family and friends right just just off of the mindset and you have to get around those different people so when um when you got to you know you got the podcast you got your brand going um is it is it something where you want to, is it something you have local or is it all online? So like when you started, did you start at local, you know, with a couple people you knew, or did you go straight online and like, all right, this is what I'm doing. How did you kind of start that for people that kind of, you know, maybe where you're at and want to start coaching or start a podcast or whatever? Yeah. I mean, it was basically all online, um, you know, and like I said, most of the people that reached out were, um, know people i didn't know but there were there were some people that that knew me that would reach out and um you know and it was funny because with the mindset it was someone i used to work with reached out to me and then that kind of like pivoted i'm like all right i'm gonna do some mindset coaching and and um you know i would like to make it more about like because i'm from long island i love long island you know god willing i'll probably spend the rest of my life here um so i do want to kind of build a community off long i have that pride and, and be like yo i'm from long island man let's build up long island because i know there's probably plenty of people that need support over here um so i would like to really go at that point you know some point go build uh something up here but i mean right now yeah everything's kind of online and just really building up and uh a community and building relationships with people that um eventually you know like i said with the ngbn community you know we're talking about having conferences you know live conferences we're all going to meet up in various states and and just be like you know building that community where we say hey we're gonna have a conference here man we're gonna have thousands of men come there because they just feel a part of something they 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 need that support and that and that's what we we want to do so you know eventually you know I, I would like to have you know build it up pretty much everywhere you know i, I always kind of joke around but you know in a serious way i'm like i'm building an empire for my boys you know and you know, that that's kind of where I'm at right now, man. I just want to build it as, as big as I can. And, and, you know, people, you know, come come join. Come join this community. I call it GP Nation, man. And and that's what it's all about right now. I love I love it. I love uh, what you said. You want to, you know, you want to hold it down for your home squad. And that's how a lot of people are when you get there. Um, but sometimes it's harder to get that than it is to online because it sounds like the online's building but it's like you're trying to figure out like it's weird when you want to give back you want to do these things but it's kind of hard and i definitely like because i grew up in indianapolis as an adult but i'm not mm-hmm. from indianapolis so it's like i'm from here as an adult but it's like i would rather go back to where i was a kid and do something but it's like i grew this is where i became the man i am so it's like i want to give back but it's hard because i don't like it's a weird city. Like you got to be connected or clicks and all this. And yeah. I, I rock with me. I have yeah. a few friends and I rock with me. So it's like, I'm in the same way. I like, I want to do something here. You know, I coach and I do different stuff, but it's like, I would want to build that at home first and then take it somewhere. And like you were saying, like underdog talking, just being an underdog, like it's something I'm building an empire for my son. Mm-hmm. I, the line, I named it after him. So his name is the LLC. So if you want to change it to something else, when he gets, you know, to that age where here you go, son, you got everything you need because yeah. it's not, it's not about me. It's about 
the generation after and after. Cause yeah. my dad, my biological dad died. Like I said, when I was four, he didn't leave me nothing but questions and that's it. Like, who was he? How was he? Why am I like this? Whatever the case. And it used to be where I'd be like, man, if my dad was here, I'd be able, you know, I'd be able to leave. Or if my mom made me mad or something, it took me years to get over that. Yeah. And it's like, why? He didn't leave me nothing. Now, if I would something to happen to me, my son would be straight because he has ownership and different stuff like that. And eventually, you know, this brand to be something. I want this to be a talk show. I want people to be able to click on and watch this on TV. I don't know if it'll be late night, midday, morning, whatever, but this that's, you know, and I speak it and I say it and I've been saying it because when you speak it to existence, it usually happens, just don't know when. And the same thing with you, you're not joking about building an empire for your yeah. kids. You, you, you're serious because you yep. understand what, what that would do for them, how mm -hmm. that would help them. So uh, I heard you earlier, you were talking about certain points with your coaching. You don't got to give all your sauce, but mm -hmm. what are some um, things that you give people um, when they join? Like what are, what are some, a few takeaways that they get when they join your uh, coaching? Well, I mean, first of all, like I said, it's, it's a partnership. So pretty much, you know, you, you with me, you have access to me 24 seven, you know, whether it's text, email, you know, whatever you call, um, and really, like I said, you focus on mindset, nutrition and, and fitness. And by fitness, I don't mean, hey, right, here's your workouts, do this. And I'm talking about just activity, you know, be active, you know. And for me, like it, it, it's all about and I'm always careful how to how to word it. it. It's doing the least amount of work, by but getting the best results possible, you know, because that's how you stay consistent is by doing these little things every day. You know, I'm not saying you got to go balls to the wall and do CrossFit and be like, oh, every day go run five miles and like everyone posted on Instagram and get, no, you don't have to do all that shit, you know, it, and it's it starts with the mindset. And what first thing I do is tell them is I want you to set daily visions every day, you know, what and, and that and it could be simple, you know, it's just what kind of person do you want or do you need to be for that day? Focus on that day. And, and it can be like, I want to be patient. I want to be observant. I want to, you know, be productive, whatever it is. You know, I set three of them and, and I set reminders on my phone to go off, whether it's every hour, every two hours or three hours, however, you know, I tell them however you want to do it, as long as it reminds you throughout the day. And that's how you train your mind. You know, you set the, these visions every day and, and the reminders are there. So, you know, sure enough throughout the day, okay, I got, all right, be patient, do the end. Man, that's how you train your mind, and, and that's how you start associating, you know, different things for different situations. Um, like, for example, you know, like <laughs> driving on, you know, in New York, man, you get frustrated real quick, you know. <laughs> so, you know, and I know, and I, it's not like I have like bad road rage where I be cursing at people, but like, you know, you're screaming inside your own car, you know, and you know, like, and it's that's not good for you, for your mindset, for your mentality, for for the day, for for whatever it is, how you acting around other people, like after that. So, like, you know, I started being like, all right, man, just be patient, you know, stay calm, you know, and I would have these bit and every time I get in my car now, those pop into my head because I was just kept training my mind that way. And so now every time I get in my car, it's just like patient, right? It's like almost like I see it, patience, stay calm. And, man, I drive now and I'm like, all right, someone does something stupid. Man, that's on him, not me, you know, whatever it is, you know, especially if I'm running late, there's no one else's fault, but my fault. So whatever happens, happens, you know, 
So mm. like for me, like a big thing with, with that is setting daily visions. That really helps your mindset. It really helps your training your mind because just like your body, you got to train your mind every day. You got to stay consistent with it every day, you know? And, and for me, that's a big, big game changer when it comes to mindset. But again, that's something that stays consistent. So when, when they, people work with me every day, man, what are your visions today? Set those reminders, you know, and, and the next day, all right, what are your visions for today? Set those, like, and it's just, you know, after a while, man, you just start, you wake up and you're like, all right, I want to be like this today. And, and, and it just, you know, still, you subconsciously, you just start acting that way, you know? So yeah. that, that's a big thing for me, for, for the mindset, how I, I start uh, my clients out. I, I love that. Uh, one thing that really just caught me, you said, I can't be mad. I, I'm late. Like yeah. you're already late. You can't get mad. Oh man, why would you do that? Yeah. Well, if you would have got there a little earlier, you wouldn't have had to go through that. And yeah. that, and like you said, patience. Um, being a kindergarten teacher, I have to have patience. Yeah, you need a lot of patience for that. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I I was a special ed assistant, then I worked preschool, then kindergarten. I don't know. God put me in those situations, and it's like, oh, okay. I got to work on my patience because there's no point to sit there and yell at kids all day. Yeah. It's like, then no point. So it's like, you got to have like patience is important. And like, it's kind of like you said with the road rage, you know, as you get older, it's like, okay, all right, whatever. I'm not, and it's not even just road rage. It's just anything in general. It's like, do I really need to react over that? No, nah, yeah. I don't really need, no, nah, yeah. that's, that's going to mess up my day. And I like what you said. It even resonated with me is um, putting reminders throughout the day just those little bing oh i need to do this yeah. or all right remember to do this because with me it's like okay i had that list of what i'm supposed to do the day it gets shifted because maybe i have a meeting i forgot about i didn't put it in my phone and i need to put it to where it's reminders where it's like oh dang i got a meeting i'm late or oh i thought i was able to do this but i can't because i gotta do this and just having those reminders helps you because like you said like once you have uh it's the small things it's like um, with us with with a podcast or with speaking or whatever, we're putting out a video. Say we, we're we not where somebody is, they got 100,000, but we're putting out videos. We're putting out videos. We're putting out video. Eventually, people will see it. But if yeah. you stop for a month and then you pop up with a video and it might be fire, you're like, oh, I know everybody. Yeah. Oh, it's because you're not consistent. They right. can't go back. They go. They got to go back a whole month to look at your old stuff. No, if you're just consistent and keep putting stuff out, no matter what it is, it'll work because when you start a business, you don't make money overnight. Like you got to go through all different kinds of hoops and all kinds of stuff to get you there. So it's like, when you start something, just do small stuff. The small yep. stuff gets you to the big wins. It's like sports. I always take sports like basketball. You don't work on your jump shot. How do you think you're going to be able to shoot? If you don't work on your dribbles every day, how do you think you're going to be able to dribble? You have to do something every day for whatever it is that you want to do. I don't care if you want to be a rapper, a teacher, a lawyer, anything. I always tell kids, are you, what you want to be? Oh, you want to do, are you doing that every day? Oh no, I don't, don't say you want to do it every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's the greats became great. It's like you said earlier, it's not what you see on social media. It's the stuff that happens behind the scenes is what really gets done. That's when the work is put in. Cause you could look at somebody. So, Oh man, they doing this. But they ain't tell you that they ain't slept for three days. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> bank account was in the negative, whatever yeah. the case may be. And when you realize that, you're like, oh, okay, I'm doing good. I'm all right. I'm not that bad. But if you look at somebody and compare, 
you're you going to fail. Yeah. So you kind of gave three tips on the mindset and what you do, but I'm going to take it to uh, what you are talking about earlier. I need three tips for people that are going through anxiety. Like what can they do, small things that they can do to help them or change what's going on? Because everybody somewhat deals with it, but there's somebody out there that's going to listen to this and they're going to, they're dealing with it heavy like you were. So what right. are three tips that they can, you know, do? Well, I mean, first of all, uh, first of all, I would say definitely go in and get checked out and make sure that it is anxiety. Cause like I said, for a long time, I didn't, I just said, Hey, fuck it. I'm going to die young. <laughs> so I would say definitely first is, you know, go get checked out. And if it is anxiety, then, you know, talk to someone, you know, yeah, therapist definitely helps it. And, and, you know, obviously some people in different situations, I don't know, you know, with money wise and all that. And if that can't, can't afford that, um, you know, sometimes and what helped me is once I did know it was anxiety, it was, it was really basically what I talk about with, with the visions. It's training your mind, you know, and when I was all of a sudden have a, a bad attack, it was, um, you know, I, I would just start pacing in my apartment because I just wanted to move around, you know, like move a muscle, change a thought. So like you definitely want to kind of move around a little bit and, and I would just kind of put my hand over my heart like this and repeat to myself, you're all right. You're all right. It's just anxiety. You're all right. You're okay. Cause I mean, you can't talk your way out of a heart attack, you know? So like, you like when you, when you start doing it and you, you know, you kind of going up and down, like it would go away and then it would come back then it would go away and then it would come back. I'm like, dude, that's not a heart attack. I would have been fucking dead 20 minutes ago, <laughs> you know, like, you know, <laughs> so it, it's constantly just kind of telling yourself that you're okay. You're okay. And, or, you know, if you're repeating it to yourself, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's just anxiety and move around, you know, and, you know, check it, check your health, man, or check your, your physical health. How are you? Are you out of shape? You know, you, you, you gotta, you know, be physically fit. You know, the older you get, like we talk, you know, it's going to get harder, you know, and I was 300 pounds and, and it's no, it's not a, a coincidence that it was getting less and less and less as I was losing more weight and getting in better shape, you know, and that that's a big thing. You got to check your physical, physical health, you know, and people can't just sit around and eat whatever the fuck they want or do whatever they want and expect to be, you know, that's like 1 million percent of, of the population, whatever it is, you know, like there's certain people that can get away with it, but most people can't, you know? And so I would say, you know, that's a big part of it. Physical fitness was a huge part of my story, a huge part of my comeback, a huge part of me coming out of those dark days. And, you know, at 42, when my dad passed away, he was 42. And then when I turned 42, I ran a half marathon here on mm. Long Island. And to me, that was like one of the biggest accomplishments of my life. You know, my family was there and it was emotional. And, you know, it, it's something that 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 anxiety of me that I was going to die every day, you know, it's something that you whatever anxiety you're having, man, you got to fucking face it and kick the shit out of it. You know, me was I was thought I was just because I was so out of shape, I was going to drop dead of a heart attack and it was causing me all this anxiety, uh, you know, and it probably really started because I thought I was a failure. And like, so it was like, man, whatever it is that's giving you that fucking anxiety, man, face it and kick the shit out of it. You know, and just keep going. Because if it is anxiety, man, you're not going to drop dead of a heart attack. You know, it's anxiety. Keep going. Talk yourself through it. And you're okay. You're okay. And, and and just, 
like I said, man, face that shit head on. I I, I love it. I love it because, like you said about uh, like the losing weight. I'm skinny fat. I've been skinny yeah. my whole <laughs> life. Like I can eat. I eat more than most people, but I'm skinny. But you couldn't get me to get on the treadmill or run a mile. I'm out of shape, and it's yeah. like you can be out of shape and be skinny. Yeah, like you don't matter your fit. Like when he's yeah. saying physical, like make sure you're moving, make sure you're doing stuff. Like it's hard to see people play basketball. And I play and it's like, oh, nope, need my knee. I'm not messing it up. I ain't getting paid for this. But it's like, I need to get back in a shape where I can be able to play. Like, I'm a coach. The kids be like, come on, coach. All right, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't need to be, I, I, I'm only 36. Like, I'm not old. Yeah. So it's like, get, get it. Like, make sure you're moving. Make sure you're stretching. Stretching is very important. Trust yeah. me. If you don't stretch, you definitely will mess yourself up. But I love uh, everything that you said right there. And I always ask before we get out of here for you tell people how, well, I mean, I'm sure they can tell where to mm-hmm. reach you, but where you can tell people to reach you. Uh, I need a quote. I don't know if it's your quote, a quote you heard, whatever, but I need a quote from you. One of my favorite co- uh, quotes um, from Winston Churchill. If you're going through hell, keep going. I love it. Yeah, that's I my favorite it. one. I love it. I, lo- I love that because. Sometimes you're in hell and you want to turn back, but you yeah. still got to go through hell to get to where you need to. Yeah. And, and if you are in hell, why would you stay there? Just keep fucking going, you know, yep. <laughs> until you, until you, until you get tunnel. out. Yeah. Yep. So, um, man, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you reaching out. I appreciate what you do. Appreciate uh, your group with the men. I appreciate just everything. Cause you could have gave up. You could have actually been like, all right, whatever, skip it, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm going to just let it go. But you turn it around and just hearing you lose the weight and being able to do stuff for your son. Like as a dad, I understand like before kids, it's like, ah, oh, whatever, life's free. And then yeah, you have yeah, kids, yeah. I got to get my shit together. So yeah. I applaud you for just turning, turning everything around and doing what you're doing now and being able to touch people all over. Like you're going to be able to touch people all over. You're going to be able to touch people in Long Island. You're going to do what you said you're going to do. Because you have the mindset too. So I always like to give people flowers, even though I, we this is our first time talking, talking. I want to give you your flowers for what you do and just let people um, know how they can reach you and how they can you know find you on social media. Yeah, man. Uh, well, first, thank you for having me on. It, it, this was uh, awesome, man, and, and it was great talking to you. And uh, yeah, so as you can see, my website, goprimalusa.com, um, you know, that's where you can find pretty much the apparel, the podcast, and, and the mindset coaching if you're interested in it. Um, you know, the the Primal Mindset is also on YouTube and ngbn.tv. Um, my podcast is on there. There's a bunch of other great content creators on there. Um, it's all about men's mental health. So if people are having, you know, some issues, man, you can reach out to anyone, any one of us on, on that website. And like I said, we're having a, a, a live men's virtual conference, I believe January 7th. Um, details will kind of come out more about that, but people can sign up and, and it'll be like a five hour like seminar basically. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much, uh, pretty much it. I love it. I love it. I mean, you guys, uh, well, everybody's not watching, but those that are listening, he said where to reach them. Again, I appreciate you. Before we get out of here, you got any closing words? Man, trust your instincts and just keep going. And on that note, peace. One love. I'm the underdog with the heroic heart. I'm Eric Jones Jr. 
I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family.